All right, folks, welcome to the Off-Center Archers podcast. This is episode number 45. I'm Anthony. And Stephanie. And we're going to talk about the Total Archery Challenge. We were out there this weekend in Belvedere, Tennessee, for the first first time they've actually had the event in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a blast. You could talk now. <laughs> I thought you were going into something with no, that. No, I was... Sounded like you were going into something. When do sense. I ever have anything actually planned? Never. But, there we go. You know, I'm just trying not to be rude. No. Yeah, no, it was fun. Actually, you know, we were we were so worried about the weather because, you know, my weather app actually, well, weather.com actually showed 80% chance of rain. For Friday and Saturday. Like, yeah, it was till like Thursday or something like that. It didn't change at all. It just kept showing really high amounts of rain. Yeah, so um, we're, you know, well, at least I was. I was kind of worried about the rain. It turned out to be a great day. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, as far as that goes, that actually, that was a positive. Yeah, the weather was really nice. It was a nice calm breeze. Yeah, it wasn't too hot. The humidity level wasn't too bad. Um, you know, walk in the middle of the woods with it rained the day before or the night before. That well, it, Friday it, night it rained. Didn't it like drizzle on us like twice? Not really. No, that was the water coming off of the trees. Oh, okay. That was the water. Felt like it was like drizzled for like thirty seconds and it was gone. No, because um, Friday night it it downpoured because some of the locals that lived uh, close by to where it was being held actually said it downpoured Friday night. And you can tell because a lot of the trails had uh, large amounts of puddles still. Oh, yeah. And plus, I mean, it was uh, a lot of mud going through some of them. And uh, I think with with some of the wind, because the wind picked up a little bit. Not a lot. I mean, not a lot, but enough that I think it, it rustled the, the leaves around. Right. Because we had so much coverage over us. I think it was just knocking water off the trees. Well, that's fine. Then I mean, even if it did, I mean, if, if it did drizzle on us, whatever. I mean, the day ended up being just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So that actually went really well. Um, and I know we left you guys off with, we were going we gonna to actually record a road clip on the way back but we actually ended up taking the scenic route yeah on uh so us 64 64 and 70 something right first uh we went through the um okawi national forest which was uh absolutely like gorgeous but it would have been one of those roads where if we decided to record a road clip it would have been, I wouldn't have been saying a word because that road would have been something I would have taken my old car on for racing because it was just windy as windy can be. So I'm trying to get the forest name that we actually... I think it was, it's actually pronounced Okoe. Oh, I'm not going to try O-C-O-E-E. and butcher that name. It's O-C-O-E-E. So, uh, whatever. Ooh, wait. Uh, the, well, no. The the one we actually stopped at was the Cherokee National Forest. Yeah, which is Okoe. Uh, that's what it said on the one sign as we first drove into it. Well, okay. So the, the road that we actually took, um, we actually passed through several different national forests. It mm-hmm. was actually several different ones. Yeah. And um, it basically runs uh, the in and out of Tennessee and Georgia and then North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of, uh, we also passed where the Appalachian Trail started. Yep. So, it, that was kind of where we were running. 
Really nice, uh, really nice drive back though. But we didn't do a road clip just because of that. Yeah, the um, road was very, very windy. It was like you could do fifty-five, slam your brakes, do thirty, go back to fifty-five, slam your brakes, back down to thirty. Yeah. So, um, last we left you guys off was um, I forgot our boots at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we ran to Walmart. We had to cut it short because we had to go out again and uh you know find some boots so we ended up both getting a pair of like the 20 dollar cheap boots from walmart Mm -hmm. um mostly in part because uh size and uh types were limited of course i had to kind of i think mine was still kind of like a half half a size too big um but I mean, not too bad. I have to say, uh, at the end of the day, you know, um, trekking through mud and and whatnot, my feet actually stayed really dry. Yeah, yeah. No water got through either set of our no. boots for twenty dollar boots from Walmart. Granted, you know, both of our feet were sore when we got back to the hotel, but it's also twenty dollar boots that were not broken in no, at all. Yeah, not broken in, and um, the fact that. My my feet did not start hurting, so we did two courses. Right. Um, and it was basically from, uh, let's see, we got there around 9. By the time we hit the trail, it was probably like 9, 30, 10. Right. Almost. So let's just, let's just round it off to 10. Uh, from 10 well, o'clock. I think we got on then, the locals trail. It was 9, 30. And um, we actually finished around like 7, 15, 7, 20-ish. Off the second one, right? Oh, we did a we did the locals course first. Mm. Finished that one around. Like it took us about three hours. We took our time. Came back to the car, ate our snacks and whatever, mm-hmm. and then we went back out for the second course, which was the mountain ops, which was a lot more like hiking intensive. Yeah, it took us. To the, it the took local. us about like let's just it's about four, four hours, four and a half hours. Yeah, four four and a half hours it was. Um. So, you know, let's just say eight hours of trail walking, not including the rest of the day that we were mm-hmm. walking around. And honestly, my feet did did not start hurting until like the last two shots of the second course. Of Mountain Ops, yeah. Of Mountain Ops. So um, for $20 boots that were, were bought the night before, mm-hmm. not bad. No, no, not at all. Even me, I bought the, the Kodiak uh boot socks whatever ones that are supposed to be made for boots you know so i mean they didn't do bad yeah sure our feet were sore but you know 20 dollar boots not broken in it was like literally taken out of the box put our socks on and gone. i'll tell you the truth though today my um my feet don't hurt anymore no. i think it was just the the um the just the long up day down hills yeah just the long day well honestly. you gotta figure i mean it was almost Almost what ten miles of hiking between the two? Yeah, they said the mountain ops course was actually a total of six and change miles. Like right. they said, around six miles. I know yeah, they, they can't the clock lo- it exactly. The locals was just over three. Yeah, so it was it was close to ten miles. But the I think in the the hardest part, like the locals, wasn't bad except for that one crazy ass hill that we had to go down by Target Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> let's go through the locals first. Okay. Okay. So um, there was four four courses total that they run. Right. And it's um, you got locals, prime, Sitka, and mountain ops. We did locals and mountain ops. Um, the 
uh, Prime and Sitka were also up to um, what they said on paper, like uh, one to one hundred five as the longest shot. Mm-hmm. Like they do uh, a forty to one hundred and five range. Right, yeah, on the one. And um, <clears throat> actually, Mountain Ops was the same thing. It was listed as forty to one hundred and five. Well, on their on the website, it said uh, it was different yardages than the cards they gave us. Right. On the website, it showed the Mountain Ops was, I believe, 40 to 75, which it ended up actually being like uh, the, the farthest shot on the Mountain Ops course, just because I w- where I was shooting, well, where we were both shooting, mm-hmm. um, you only had to move on one target, and that's because my dummy self forgot to take that uh, stop lock off your site. Yeah. So um, from standing at the cone position, the farthest shot we had to take was 81 yards. Yeah. The buffalo and, was like 73, they, and then uh, the elk was 81. But they also put on their website that the, the yardages will aren't exact because it depends on where the location is right. of what they have to work with. So the, if, if they don't have that long of a, a spot to work with in every single course, then right. they can't. But the locals was actually set up as the local course would be, so it was actually mm-hmm. staked yardage. You know, kids... Uh, was it, it was kids... There's a couple different... No um, recurve, like instinctive shooters, women's, and then men's compounds. And then, well, there's a red and a white. Yeah, that was, that was supposed to be the compound bows. Like, the red was supposed to be men's compounds, and the, the white was supposed to be, you know, your farthest distance compound for that shot. Yeah. Which we shot from white the whole time on locals. Yeah, because, I mean, there's no point in moving far. I mean, those weren't long shots, so I figured... Well, I was just going to keep it at the white. The the locals was listed as like, I think, believe it was 15 to 40 or 15 to 45. And the farthest shot on that one, just because we were shooting from the white stake, which was the farthest stake out on every shot. Right. Was like 56. Yeah, that didn't, it wasn't that didn't go over the 50s. So, but it's really nice. I mean, the, um, the walk-in was a, a pretty good walk and... Um, what we did was, because we actually, um, when we got to the first target, we um, we ended up with a crowd. Well, yeah, but they were dropping us off in, you know, your, your van, standard, like, van. Yeah. So, uh, you know, instead of, instead of actually waiting for right. everyone, because then you get stuck behind everyone and then you end mm-hmm. up waiting. We actually skipped ahead to spots. Three. Yep. Yeah, we went to target three. Yeah, and um, to kind of even out the crowd. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually we, uh, ended up going with another two, a father and son. Yes, the Baileys. Yeah, and um, they were shooting, uh, well, they were shooting recurves. Right, both recurve. They both actually shoot. They're both actually from that area of Tennessee. Yeah, one lives like 15 minutes away, and the other one said he, he lives around hour. like, yeah. Half hour, half 40 hour, minutes, hour, something, like that. something like that. Um. But they both shoot instinctive class for recurve. So yeah. no sights, no RRS, your standard recurve bows, you know, old school Robin Hood style shit. Yeah. Yeah. They, and they, they did really were well. Both ridiculously good shots. Yeah. Well they're they're ranked in which which class were they ranked in? They they, they both run the world um the world tournaments for the instinct uh recurve class. And actually, the father, Joe, won the title last year yeah. for Instinct Recurve. He was number one, and the son, Austin, was actually number eight in the tournament. So you have a father and son who were ranked in the, both in the top ten of Recurve Instinct Class Division. 
Was it the instant class? Mm-hmm. That's okay. what they run. They run instant class. So no sights, no arrow rest, bare well, bow. I remember he was telling us that he he uh, what he was running with us that day. Right. Um, he was a new setup. Like he's redoing something. He's going into a different class. Who? The son. No, 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 the no, fa- no. Oh no, the, yeah. the father's bow that he was had there with him was a. He, he's um. He's technically right now, next year, he's actually qualified for running against, you know, in the world competition, how, you know, right. like, you know, American Page Gore, they have Team USA. Right, right. He's qualified to do that for the recurve trad guys um, in instant class to represent U.S. Mm-hmm. So what he's running right now is a uh, a bow that it's a specific riser he likes and he's messing with limbs. But he knows he likes that riser, so he's actually using that so they can take that riser and mock it up into his full trad bow. This way it'll have the same stiffness. And it's just basically he was running a test bow and he's been messing with different limbs. Right, right. So um, do you want to give their info out if people want to go see? Yes, actually, if you guys are interested in seeing these guys, they both have Instagram pages. Um, the father is Bailey Bearbow on Instagram. And the son actually is the one we were talking about because we uh, had mentioned we do the podcast here. Him and his brother actually share an Instagram uh, page, and it's called the Kilted uh, Kilted Archers. And it's uh, Austin and his brother, and they are both you know full trad life guys and everything like that. And they're actually contemplating doing a podcast themselves. And me and Stephanie fully encourage it because. Everyone should have podcasts. I think, yeah. Well, <laughs> podcast community is a great community for one thing. And when you come to really see a lot of the podcasts that are based for archery, everybody's running compounds. There's only maybe three trad guy, uh, trad, they call it trad life, but the, there's only three real trad life podcasts. Why do they call it a trad? What is it? Traditional. That's all it is? is Traditional nothing, archery. Nothing else behind nope, that? Nope, trad. I originally it thought just got that. Shortened. I I originally thought that, but then I'm like, maybe it's some for something else, and I'm just taking the simple. Yeah, no, no, it's just and... it's just a shortening. That's all. Oh, interesting. So you know, the, they were even telling us you guys should both you know shoot these type of bows too. I like mine for a while. I know you do. I know you maybe you eventually. love your evolve. <laughs> maybe eventually we'll um we'll do something like that to kind of like switch it up. It's always good to to switch it up to kind of uh, keep you on unchecked with some things. Right. No, I you totally don't want to start getting lazy and mm-hmm. other things. Um, yeah, but uh, the locals course. Back to the locals course. It's uh, we actually tagged along with them because um, they had they had done these events before, and right. we were kind of like, well, we don't really know how this whole thing works. So you know, I didn't. We didn't know how the the course was going to be marked out. I didn't know how the um, you know, each target was going to be laid out as far as, you know, mm-hmm. how they 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 run it and so it was kind of nice to actually follow along with others who who had a clue. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, especially them being local guys and the uh and it was literally like the locals course that they would run for their guys except instead of like 12 targets or whatever the way the locals course runs is like they get to eliminate two targets or something like that they said it was a certain number or whatever but mountain ops um not mountain ops the guy the people from total archery challenge 
added targets in between in the course. So instead of it just being, you know, 15 targets, there was 25. Oh, that's right. They said some with signs. Yeah, you have to pay attention to what was just coned or coned with the sign because you'd have a cone. Everything with the cone was actually total archery challenge. That's where we'd see our one, two, three, whatever targets. But there would be times where you'd get up to a target and it would say like cone 17, let's say. But the sign said said fourteen on it. Yeah, that's that was actually shot fourteen for the real local tournament. Yeah, they were actually keeping track. Right, they were actually keeping score for. Well, them. your your standard three D tournament is twenty, not twenty five. Okay. Like so. if you even like if I show you Doug's scorecards, just because yeah, I have to use 20. them, it's twenty targets. So there was an extra five targets thrown in randomly, just probably because it was like. You know, a good cut in in the woods we were walking through and said, all right, this is a good spot for a target. Right, right. Until they started throwing shit in between fucking trees. Well, we'll get to that. that, that. Which is great. But I have to say, you know, that was a really good course to start on. Really nice to warm up on. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I really liked seeing was um, there were kids there. Yes. And, you know, I got to say, some people, you know, they're afraid to do these things because they're like oh the yards and well i can't shoot that far and you know there's kids doing these courses and it'll actually yeah that was one of the stakes too one of the stakes was kids marks but um not even even if the there weren't any like the kid stakes right um they they tell you that if you don't think you can do the oh, yeah, yardage from, from where, where the cone is mm-hmm. they they encourage you to move up so mm-hmm. if you got to a, a a target and you're like you know i can't i really can't shoot from this far right. and you don't want to just shoot from it anyway knowing that you're not going to hit lose an arrow you're right. not really going to mm-hmm. enjoy yourself they they tell people to move up right and there's nothing wrong with that you know, mm-hmm. no one else on the course ever said anything to anyone else no. about where they were shooting and not, you know, everyone there kind of. Well, someone actually did kind of make a remark to you because you were shooting. When we first started doing the locals run, they were like, the women's stakes up there. And you just looked at him. You were like, I'm good. Which was almost like, all right, cool. You know, I don't remember that. No, yeah, it was, it was the people in front of us because you kept making fun of the woman with the sandals. No, no. Okay, wait. I'm gonna stop you right there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making fun of the woman with the sandals. Okay, okay so it was more we like were... shocked. Like, this, this bitch is wearing sandals. <laughs> the people in front of us, they um, there was a three of them. There was two men and a woman. And I looked, and it it, it had rained the day before. Plus, you were going out in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. You were going on trails. It, were, it wasn't like the, a paved uh, area. The staff was like warning people about ticks. Yeah, but just the thought of. I'm going into the woods on um, trails, not paved cement or anything like that. You, mm-hmm. So, and uh, this woman was wearing flip flops. Uh, I don't, you know what? If she can walk in the middle of the woods with flip flops and, and be cool with it, um, more power to her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very true. I didn't think that was a, a very smart move. Especially with all the ticks, too. That just opens yourself up more. We mm-hmm. wore boots and pants. Yeah, we had full jeans on. You know, granted, we had short short sleeve shirts. But, you know, uh, we uh, we found one on you. Yeah, I had one he on me. He was stuck in that was... thick-ass hair of yours, and he wasn't getting anywhere near skin. And I mean, I, I he, eventually, if we didn't find him, he would have. Yeah, yeah. But that's it all right. It would have taken a while. 
But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but yeah, the locals course were in really but, good. That one hill was ridiculous. Well, no, my, your comment about the white, the white steak. Mm-hmm. I, all I remember is that um, when uh, the two of the guys they were with, mm-hmm. uh, the they, they asked uh, where you guys shoot from. And I mean, in my head, I'm like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't fucking know. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Where do I shoot from? Where they tell you to shoot from? Right. I mean, I don't like. What do you mean by that? And uh, well, then, we, then we, he explained. We didn't know the rules no, about the stakes. No, no, no. So then that's when they explained it to us. Like, no, no, no. This is um. So for us, like that, we have to shoot from here because we're that's where our, Recurve, our points no go, sight, scored yeah. from. And then this is what this is for women's, and then this is the length for men's, and um. So then, oh, okay, and uh, so then we said, okay, we're gonna shoot from. Uh, Anthony was like, okay, then yeah, I'm gonna shoot for the the red, and I was like, well, what's about what about the white? Why don't we shoot? Well, the, the white? we didn't find the white until like the fifth target. Yeah, so we started uh, at three. No, we were shooting from white from the get go. Oh, were we? I yeah, thought we it were. was reds. No, we were. Um, well, the red and white, and some of them were together. We're staked together, yeah. yeah. So uh, I said, um, why don't we just shoot from white? And then you were like, well, it's longer. I'm like, well, what are we here for? I mean, like, yeah, no, that's what yeah. we're here for. I mean, why not? So we actually, uh, we both shot from red and white. And then the two guys that are following us also did competition. The two guys yes, behind us. Yes, the two us. guys are the next and group. And that's, yes. the, that's the comment that I heard was that they said. Um, She's shooting from white. She's shooting from white. And then the, the ones that were with us made a little uh, smart because they know each other for a while yeah yeah they made a smart ass comment to him how you know that i was shooting from white and uh the other one said well i guess we're shooting from white yeah yeah. <laughs> i guess everyone's gonna be shooting from white no one's going from red yeah well you know what i figured um you know this was a course that the the distance wasn't going to be uh, a huge distance right it, it wasn't gonna end up being like a hundred and something yard shot so I wasn't being ridiculous with with shooting from there. I figured no, no, I, that that's I, what they we were there for. And you know, in my head, I was always always already gonna be like, okay, I'm losing some arrows today, but this will help me because shooting farther out, it, right? I don't know. It's um. And we use a a test setup on your site right off the get go. Yeah. So we had the um. They have a practice range. So right. it's uh anywhere from twenty yards all the way out to like ninety what one ninety one no, for uh, the buffalo. The but the bison was ninety six. The bison. I'm sorry, not the buffalo. The bison, the bison. was ninety six. Ninety six, and then they had that um that pay shot for the truck, which was one twenty. One twenty seven. The caribou. That's a long ass fucking shot. I wanted to try, but I'm like, mm. fifteen dollars a shot. Yeah, at 120 yards, man. Oh man. I don't know, man. This is the only thing I will say. Like, all right, everyone's heard us mention that we were going to try the Uno app before. Yes. Okay, wait, wait, wait. we gotta get to that. Oh get Jesus that. Christ! Backtracking. Good. No, not backtracking. We're gonna we're okay. So at the practice range, right? Um, because we were talking about the Uno app, mm-hmm. and um. We basically, because you're just talking about sight tapes. Right. I don't want to kind of squirrel out okay. all over the place. So at the practice range, we you, you put in all the stats, and you kind of were like, okay, this is your tape. Mm-hmm. So that's the tape we used for mine. Right. And Which then, actually was accurate with up to like 37 yards only. Yeah. I didn't want to start going all over the place. I was like, let's just kind of. Let's try it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the beginning, it was kind of on up to. Um, it, was about, it was about 35. Yeah. 
And I was like, okay, so we need to shoot farther out. Let's just do it as we go. We'll figure it out. Yeah, because by the end of uh, the locals course, that's when it started getting like 40-yard shot, shots, 51-yard yeah. shots, and that's when it was like... I was like four up or or eight up or... Yeah, I think by the time you were doing... 38 yards you had to put the sight tape 42. at 44 no it was 40 38 was like a 42 yard on my on my right, tape okay. and then like a um what was it? 50, like a 44 i had to put it up toward a 50 right so, so that's what we figured too by the time we got back to the car we took your entire sight tape tape envelope from mm -hmm. your uh true glow with us and it was like okay good we know from here to here is fine so i actually and that put last it, shot you made was on a locals course, because we did white stake the whole fucking time, was yeah. a 51. And you're like, I had to turn that to 58 to make that shot. We're yeah. like, all right, cool. So we actually, yeah, we were able to go back and um, just kind of uh, pick out the tape. I remembered the difference was. So, like, mm -hmm. comparing it to my tape, I was like, okay, this is for the 30. This is where I had to move it to. So that's where I kind of matched it up. Well, you did your 50. We, did, we went by your 50. Because you're 50, you were like 51. If I move it to fit this dial to 58 right now, that would be 51. So the 50 marks just got to be below or something like that. Um, I don't know. But when I was picking out the tape, that's I matched it off what I was doing at 30. Okay. That's fine. My 30s and 40s. All right. I didn't, I didn't go any higher. I thought than it was that. at the 50. No, because um, I went off 30s and 40s because that was the most frequent one that I was oh, shooting yeah, that was at. A lot. Mm. So that was the one that was. Um, it wasn't like a one-shot deal mm -hmm. where uh, your form could have been off. Right. So since I did those m the most, that's where I, I picked my tape off of. Okay. Which actually ended up not being too... I think it ended up only being maybe a yard off. Yeah, it was like a yard or two ups. at the end. That was it. Yeah, so for mine, that that Yeah, because when you shot the, the elk... You had it, the first shot because it, it ranged 75. Right. And you went right under its belly. Yeah, that's a mountain off. That's at the one arrow you lost. Yeah, yeah. And then you said, all right, screw it. Your max, because of me forgetting to remove that stupid locking bolt, your max was like 77 and a half, 78. Right, right. And then you pegged him right in the ribs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that app that we used, Uno, for mine, actually was um, was very, very helpful, I have to say. It got us in a range. It yeah. basically, it got you to, um, it wasn't exact. So that's that's for one on that app. Right. But it got me to without having the ability to have a close range with those yardages to actually um be able to do my own tuning on. Mm -hmm. It actually helped us get to a starting point for a tape that we can base something off of that wasn't completely completely off. Like right. it was only like a tiny bit off. I I didn't miss any of the targets. No, not at all. They were just either um belly shots yeah they were actually ending up being too low that's mm -hmm. why i had to up them so it actually i have to say from what we used it and what the outcome was i have to say that uno app was um good for oh yeah a good uh point of reference like a point of starting mm -hmm. like mine because i use it for mine too for the hha uh kingpin right and right. It, it does have the hhas programmed in there and for the most part, I was one, one and a half yard off through the whole day on it. Yeah, you were actually pretty, pretty close. It was yours. really, really close. Like the bison, when I shot the bison, it showed uh, 
when I range it, it, it popped up 95. So I had to set the site to 97, and I have the picture of it on my phone. I put, oh, sorry, I put two arrows right in his, you know, in his 10-point rings. At, and that's you know, after shooting yards. all day, too. So yeah, you, yeah. you kind of... I was dead. <laughs> I was you tired. Were, uh, but at that point, you kind of knew where your sight tape was sitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, by the end of the day, like the 81-yard the shot on the elk, I had already figured out where I was. Yeah. You know, the, the buffalo that we had shot, that which was like 75 yards. Right. I already knew where everything was going to be for that. Um. So, yeah, by the time we got back after the mountain ops course, I was like, all right, I can hit 81. I know so far through the whole entire day, everything 60 and higher, it's been two yards. Right. You know, fuck it. I want to see if I can hit the bison. And sure as shit, turned it to 97 and whoop, whoop, just two arrows and... Yeah, I couldn't even take a shot at that because I couldn't... Okay, so what we're talking about, if anyone actually doesn't realize this, because yeah. um, what you're saying, we're not really explaining it if someone okay. doesn't know. So on my on my um, site, uh, when you have the tape, so basically 20 to 100, and then above the site tape, there's like a little extra space. I guess right. if, if I want to mark in like 110, 120 or whatever. Um, so around 75, um, 76, right. there's like a um, a little screw, uh, Allen key head screw. Mm -hmm. And it's in there for a stopper or whatever the fuck it is. Whatever the purpose. It's pretty much to stop your dial from going any higher. It's to let you know you're at max. Yeah. Well, that's not my max. No, I know that. <laughs> I forgot to remove the bolt like a yeah. dummy. So we forgot to remove it. We didn't. Um, we emptied out some more weight before we went back out on mountain ops. Not really thinking about it. Yeah. One of the things I took out of my backpack was the, the tool bag. Yeah. So um, my max I can actually, I was able to dial up was 76. Mm -hmm. And um, actually when we have a, a, a video of me shooting at the, the elk. Yeah, I po we posted that. Right. Or I did. So that was actually an 81. No, well, you shot from, the, from where I range 75 because your max on your dial was at 76 or whatever. No, I know that. But I'm, I'm saying the actual shot. From the comb where I shot was 81. Was 81. So what I had to do was, which also gives an example of moving up, mm -hmm. is that since I couldn't, I couldn't dial up to 81. Right. Um, instead of being an ass and just guessing from you right, know right. that extra yardage, I just moved up to whatever my max was. Yeah. And that was even also why I was off because it. I don't think that since I was like one or two yards off. On the lower ones, I think by the 70s, right. I had to have been probably like four or five off. Right. So, but I couldn't really move it up anymore. Right. So I just kind of, what I did was, I was like, oh, a general, let me move it up more. But man, once you start getting out to that, if you even pull slightly or like if the you... The slight movement. The slight that you wouldn't even see up to like 50 yards. Man, once you start hitting 70s plus... That thing, it just, it started arc, and then it was like, fuck you, and it just took a right-hand turn, <laughs> and man, that thing went right under his neck, right under, but that one was a, a, a pull and return, which basically was, you get your arrows, and you get your ass back the way you came, because 
they didn't mark out any of the other because it was either too dense or right. for whatever reason. Swampy land behind. Actually, that and, elk, uh, there, everything that behind elk. that elk was like swamp, like yeah. mushy so shit. Yeah, so it was like, it had like the, the grass sticking up that was almost my height. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like a swampy area. And I'm like, man, I know my arrow is like right here, but we don't know the terrain. We don't know what was back there. If there was like maybe a drop into water. I don't want to start going, you know, messing around with that stuff. So I said, "Fuck it," and uh, we didn't even bother looking at the for looking. No, for the we arrow. didn't bother. We just let that arrow go. There's a point that if you don't know the layout of the area, you don't know if if that water is gonna drop. Yeah, lose the twelve dollars. You know, I'm I'm not gonna bother trying to get myself stuck into something, uh, just for a friggin' for a friggin' arrow. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I did shot a second time. Yes. On that one. And you got him right in the ribs. And I got him. It was low because again, my sight, I, I can't adjust. So that, that was the longest one. Right. So, okay. So this was on mountain ops. Right. Mm-hmm. Mountain ops was the bigger one. It was a six mile hike. Right. And, um, that one was the longest one. And then we had the, what was it? The Buffalo? The Buffalo was 76. Yeah. Or no. Yeah. 71. Yeah, because it w- it, I didn't max out on this one. Right. That was 71. Yep. And this one, I hit just a little low, too. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of at the point where we were starting to realize. Yeah, okay, your tape needs to go just a little bit longer. Like, because when we did the first test run, um, when we went to the practice range, you slapped one tape on it. Right. And then by the end of the locals course, you knew, okay, I'm off by this yardage. We went back. You know, during while we were getting our snacks and everything before we went out to Mountain Ops and you found another tape. Right. And you said, okay, I got to go to this one for now. Right. And now we know, you know, you need to switch it out for a third time and just make it a little bit longer. Now I just have to look at basically my, around my 70 yard. Right. To see the difference. Mm -hmm. To to see, I'd probably up that about like four, four four or five yards up. Mm -hmm. At the, at the 70 mark, because up till 50, so 20 to 50 was pretty good. Yeah, you were pretty on there. Yeah. But once I started getting up 60 and 70 yards, that's when it starts, the, the difference you can see. Yeah, that's where she started falling. Yeah. Like, you could watch your arrow arc. Oh, man. Like, you just watch like, it, and you just heard it. I have to say, um, right away, I have to say that between locals and mountain ops, I, I think we enjoyed mountain ops better. Oh, yeah. Because they had anything between um, like 30 yards to the, you know, the 80 yards and shooting through trees. The thing was, is that they had they had a lot of 33 yards. We we ran into a lot of. Th- I don't think they meant to do that. It just happened to be like that it was like them. 33 four or five. <laughs> yeah. That I, I range it. And granted, we were using a halo range finder that was that Dougie actually let me borrow. And it's rated to a thousand yards. Yeah. So this thing ranged, you know, with the auto, with the angle correction turned on, ranging something thirty three yards is nothing to this thing, and it you know, but the only difference was I think it kept popping up thirty three yards because a lot of the ones that did pop thirty three mm-hmm. were pretty bitching downhills, so that yeah. thing could have been forty yeah. yards away, but it was at a fifteen degree downhill, so it was like, yeah, you got a minus seven for this bullshit. Yeah, I gotta say on the mountain ops, they. Um... That was the hardest part of it. The hike wasn't bad, except for no, the, the hike d- wasn't two bad. hills sucked. No, they um they put these things back on these these steep inclines or declines or like there was a a little rock 
ledge that they mm-hmm. kind of hid him under. And some of them, we actually, it, it was tough to even see. Yeah. That we, one with the bear. We couldn't find it. Yeah. And, um, you actually found, you spotted that one with the bear. You were like, I'm not, you, holy shit, that's, that's going to be a rough shot. Yeah. Well, this, that was like uh, 22 or 23. What? Yeah. That yeah, bear. That bear. Mm-hmm. And it was starting to get, it was starting to get toward dusk. I still couldn't really see it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to shoot at something in general like area. Like, I think it's kind of over here because right. I know for a fact I'll lose an arrow. Mm-hmm. And being exhausted on top of that, I was like, I'm not even going to chance it. Oh, yeah. Um, but some of these, man, it took us a while to just find them. We yeah, couldn't, it, we it couldn't took find some them for shit. There was one that was a bedded deer. And uh, that one was a... It was only like fifty something yard. Uh, fifty. It was in the fifties. The the one by the rock, or the the one that was earlier in the day. That the because well, the one by the rock was a bedded buck, and then it was a bedded doe earlier, which was like, I think the buck was forty three yards, and the doe was like fifty three. There was one that even that as I was taking the shot, I had to look up again because yeah, I, I lost okay. it. Yeah, and like I lost it. You like, and I watch you full draw, move your head to the side, and go. There it is. <laughs> yeah, so this damn thing, I'm at full draw. Like, I, I see it. I'm like, okay, so I set up and... <laughs> the advantage of I'm the looking. Evolve with 90% let off. Where'd yeah. it go? And I have it lined up. And then as soon as I look through my sight, man, I lost it. It was it was so covered in, in brush that they, they kind of put this thing in that I had to, at full draw, kind of poke my head out and be like, oh, shit. Okay, there it is. And then relook to re-aim because you just lose it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They they set these things up, which is really cool, between trees. And so you only have like this small zone to shoot for. And uh, it, some of these but, targets, I mean, they blend in with the tree. Oh, like, yeah. Was, to the point where you're like, well, oh, even shit. That one buck that they had that was, I think it was a 57-yard shot. Mm-hmm. And the kill zone, if anyone's seen an EZV site it looked just like that two mm-hmm. curved trees in a v pattern and you had no choice but to shoot between these two trees to hit the kill zone what that would have been interesting to try out if we were able to do that for more than one day oh taking the easy v site i should call aaron because i already know what the uh the setup is actually I, I have to check the inserts i have i know i don't have one for 305 that i know i don't fucking have but the easy V that that would be like cheating on on this thing. If anyone hasn't used an easy V site or hasn't seen it, you that, guys need to look it up. That thing is ridiculous. That deletes the rangefinder. Yeah, period. Gone. Done. Mm-hmm. You know, this is uh damn it. That would have been this would have been perfect to try that on. It wouldn't shock me if someone. We got to remember Aaron Lasco, who's the owner of the company that creates the the Easy V site. I, it wouldn't shock me. He's from Montana, so I, I I kind of expect that maybe people have done the. Was it Big Sky Montana? I think is where one of the total archery challenges. I believe so. Yeah. So it wouldn't shock me if someone's done it there. Oh, I mean shit. that that would be the. If, if you didn't want to carry a range finder, if you just want to go out there with, you know, a dozen arrows and a quiver and go, you know, that would probably be the site to do it with because that thing is just insane. That would have been, hmm. Once you teach yourself on that training target he gives you for a deer, granted, I, 
it, it, it's supposed to work for elk and everything like that. I mean, because it, it's still, no matter what you do, kill zone is kill zone. Honestly, if you take the kill zone, if in your mind you have like a straight line you have to stay within, right. and as you're lining up, um, if you know how to how to place that line, mm-hmm. then honestly, the the site is very easy to to kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, once, once you figure out that pattern, I mean, yeah, but that that would be. Damn, that would have been that would have been a good one. Well, if we were there for more than a day, right, I would yeah. have probably tried it out. Damn. Well, it made me laugh too because like we ran into a lot of people. Everyone at the at the event was very very social, which was really made it very comfortable. Um. The only thing that me and you happen to notice is like there wasn't a lot of people shooting PSE bows like me and you. No, there, there was wasn't. A lot. Lots of Hoyts, lots of elites, a shit ton of fucking halons everywhere. Yeah, you know, but tons and tons of Hoyts. Everybody was it was jumping on the Hoyt train. Oh my god! <laughs> All I could think of is Doug's comment. There was a it was a Hoyt purist convention. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but fucking Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah, yeah of, the, of archers, yeah, exactly. Hoyt witnesses. Let me introduce you to, to the ways of the Hoyt. Yeah. Um. No, but you know, we were. I mean, me and you were. You were shooting your Revolve thirty five, and I was shooting my Inertia. And I can't say nothing bad. Both bows shot fantastically that day. Mm-mm. So, and everyone, you know, everyone was super impressed with the way you were shooting. And, you know, everyone that happened to just see me shoot that fucking inertia was like, Jesus Christ, that thing's hauling ass. Yeah. There there was a, actually one or two that I got a that I got the, the center 12. Yeah, you got the 12 ring on a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. That I was surprised. Just mm-hmm. just because, honestly, I can't see, um, even with my magnifier, I can't see a, a, the rings on the animal. So I was just shooting right. for... Like, okay, I know this kill is where zone. the kill zone is, mm-hmm. so this is where I should be shooting, which is where they place the rings. All right. But um, I didn't have, like, a, a circle to shoot for. Right. I was just like, okay, this yeah, is the me, area. Me on the locals, I really wasn't going for rings. It was pretty much, you know, kill zone, whatever. Unless I could see the rings, like, clear as day, then I would shoot for them. Yeah. Well, but, if like, you when can... we went to Mountain Ops, we didn't give two shits where the fucking rings oh, were. Man. I'm aiming right in the shoulder blade area. I gotta say, And I'm gonna know... tuck that arrow in his armpit. Oh, so I only lost, I only lost three arrows. So, locals, I lost zero arrows. Mm-hmm. And Mountain Ops, I only lost three. Yeah, I lost one. And lost meaning um, I busted an arrow. I lost one on the elk. Right, and then you busted two. And then two. I, I busted two mm-hmm. um, because one of them had a rock wall behind him. Yeah, but I, see, that was the way that we ran into the problem because that, that was actually, in my opinion, the rangefinder's issue. We found as we went through the day with, this, with that halo rangefinder, right. straight line on the money. Slight downward incline, angle. slight downward. No, no, like even I mean, some of the ones that were down like hill, I mean, downhills, it had no problem doing corrections downhill. Right. You know, granted, it, a lot of the downhills weren't bad. It was, you know, max was like 15 degrees, so it wasn't huge. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we got past 10 degrees uphill, it was off by two yards easily. Because my sight tape was off by two yards the whole day. So I know for a fact that I have to go one sight tape faster on the HHA sheet. Right. And when it got to the point of at the end of the day... You know, because 
as we got to, you know, more toward the end of the mountain opsings, it was everything went from decline, all of a sudden everything's incline. Oh my God, everything was everything incline. Was incline. Holy now shit. all of a sudden I'm shooting right on the money of it, it ranged 47 yards in the incline. I have to turn my sight tape to my dial to 47 and I would hit the 12 ring on them. Yeah, you know what? Even some of them, I, I upped mine. Yeah, where yeah. I knew that was dead yeah, one, on. One range of 37, you're like, nope, 40. 40. And you know what? I was still low. Mm-hmm. I was still low on that one. So, you know. I think even, it's got a lot to do with the speed, too. You're only running 244. Yeah, that was another thing. I really got to up my, I got to get my speed up. We got to see because what I works enjoy, to your advantage. I enjoy those longer shots. I understand that. No, but we can also see what works to your advantage. You shoot 50 pounds phenomenally. Like 50 pounds right now is your steady sweet spot. You could fuck it. Like we go to the range, you bust X's nonstop. But I think pulling 50 is actually is not hard for me. So since this is this is my whole theory behind it, Um, especially getting ourselves to the point of being really exhausted from the day well, that was, you of know, shooting and hiking and shooting and, and hiking and shooting and hiking. And also, everyone's got to keep in mind, when we did mountain ops, it was just me and you. Yeah. So there was no one else with us. If we wanted to take two shots on the target, we did. Yeah. So um, what I figure is, is um, to better fine tune to uh, get to that point where I'm at like a really good speed when I'm not overdoing it. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is maybe up the poundage to either 51 or 52, I want to creep up. I don't okay. want to well, just we kind of jump up. Yeah. yeah. So after shooting that whole day of mm-hmm. just shooting and hiking and, and tiring yourself out, because just standing there and shooting is one way to exhaust yourself. But when you're physically moving and hiking and, and having to go up hills and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's a different kind of exhaustion. Oh, yeah. So I want to bump up my by maybe like a pound or maybe two pounds and uh put the lead off to like 85 percent okay um, yeah, that'll preload the strings some more so you'll definitely yeah. pick some speed up on that and then stay at that for a little bit to get myself reset mm-hmm. of you know what i'm pulling back and, and everything like that and then see where i am as far as consistency right and then once I get used to it, if I'm like, no, this is still this is still pretty good, then just kind of like slowly creep up on on pounds. Because if I get to a well, point where it's too much, well, you creep up on much, pounds or see how you do it that turn down to eighty percent. I mean, the more you preload that string, the faster it's going to get, no matter what. Yeah, because to take those longer shots, mm-hmm. if we're gonna do, if we're able to find more um, more of these events, right? Um, I. You know what? I gotta, I gotta up pounds on that. I gotta, really I gotta be don't. able to not the pounds, but I'm saying I gotta get the speed higher. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it doesn't have to go ridiculously higher. I'm not talking about ridiculously higher, but I have to get it up to the point where it's it's not going to be such an arc of a right. of a shot because it, you know it's slower. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to like beat out anyone else or do this for numbers. Oh, I know, I'm I just know. saying. You know, so I'm not taking this like such a, a fucking McDonald's arch shot where it's like, Ooh. well, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, your your let off is the thing that in in a lot of ways, I think, is what hurts it more than the poundage. 
I think in some ways. No, I think it, it's more Okay, so, so let's run a we'll test. See. Why don't we, because it's, it's really easy to chronograph. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we change, keep the poundage where it is. So keep it at 50. Mm-hmm. And then just change the, um, the, it's from 90 to 85%. Right. And um, let's see the difference as far as the speed of what just that does. Okay. That's fine. And then we can actually move it back to 90 and then just increase it by like one or two pounds to like 52 and then compare it. So we can do a comparison of you got 90% lot off at 52 pounds, the speed that it's pulling. And then if I keep it at 50 pounds, but do like an 85% lot off and what the speed does on that and how much the difference is between if you just change your let off on the bow versus changing um just the pounds it of, of what you're pulling back right okay that's, that, that's a that's a nifty it. little uh thing because he's he, our uh, our range has the chronograph set up already mm-hmm. and uh it's really easy we just go back there and just shoot well i have to go on my tippy toes and shoot yeah yeah it's set up for a person who's my uh, height yeah so that chronograph that we shot through i don't think i mentioned this it was uh when i first pulled back and naturally you just look through the site but it's you were so, it was at so the, chronograph. the thing is, it's so <laughs> close that you guys were like, nope, higher, higher. And I was like, oh, no, I can't even look through the site. Let me just kind of generally mm-hmm. aim. That's when it gets awkward because it's so close. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I hope I really don't shoot this thing. I can't afford to buy one of these things. Well, they're not bad. They're like 75 bucks. Yeah, but when it's not staying in our house, it's just. It's, oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, when it's not ours. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, that'll be a. a That'll be a nifty little test we can do with my bow. Okay. okay, so we'll do that. We'll do that this week. We'll do we'll do the let off first this week. Okay. And then uh we'll we'll play with that. So yeah, but uh, what else on the, the mountain ops that was um some of those shot with that pig, that fucking pig. That uh Which that pig? speckly the speckly little oh, shithole. Oh god, the javelina. Yeah, so oh we're looking. God. We're like, that we, was okay. A shot. So we get to the next, we get to the next one, and uh, um, actually, wait, are you out of beer? Yes, yeah, so I'll go get talk. Okay. I'll get them. Okay, so uh, where we get to our next shot, and um, the best way to do this is that uh, you get to the cone, and the way they line these up is that if you stand at the cone and look straight forward, then you you should be able to see the the target. That's that's kind of what they do, and then if you don't see it. Thank you. If they, um, if you don't see it, you really need to look hard. <laughs> no, you look for um, what they do is so. Example, so you guys better understand this. Um, when you're in a heavier wooded area, um, and the trail is going a different way, and it's not just a pull and return, so straight in, straight back. What they do is, especially if it's a steep incline going up to retrieve your arrows. At the 3D target, um, oh, next be a to second it, there'll be there. some more ribbons to show you a better way down. So you're not going to like bust your ass down the hill. Because mm-hmm. they don't want people getting hurt on the trail either. Right. So what they'll do is like you'll go up and retrieve your arrows. And then they'll mark a trail down the best way that you should to follow the, to, the next, um, to the next stop. So if you can't find the target... Um, you basically look for their little markers for the trail, and then you can kind of follow them and, and follow them to the target to get a general idea of where it is. 
Now, this one that we're talking about, this fucking thing, we're looking and we're standing there and we're looking, 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 and it's a a, a denser denser area. Really dense, like trees like, laying down everywhere. And- I can't see this thing, and he's like, I can't see this thing either. Like shit, he's got the binos out, fucking looking, scanning, scanning, scanning. We're like, I can't fucking see this either. We don't have our our the Bushnell binos we used also were sixteen by thirty two, so they were way too strong of a zoom for yeah. what we were doing. But you know, we and still we were making it work. Of a field we're view. making it work. Mm-hmm. But this is only something you figure out what works for you and what you're using it with, and you can't you can't just buy go with ten by forty two. Yeah, much better. You figure shit out as you go along. Oh yeah. So, um, but I mean, look and look and look, and then I said, I wonder if that's it. And you're like, where? I'm like, just yeah. Just you look, pointed it out. Just look there. Uh, look, look at that fucking little speckly thing. Like, was that it? I'm like, is that it? Because all you saw was like a black hump with some white spots. White white speckle lines on it. And you're looking, and then you look for. I think you looked through the rangefinder. Yeah, that's when I spotted it. And you spotted, it, and you're like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, that's what? it. That's a javelina. Yeah. What the fuck? So. It was basically one of them it, little disgusting ass fucking pigs, and it was behind a log, and then in between two trees, and uphill, mm-hmm. and that thing was in the close to sixty. Uh, fifty-five. I know it was in the fifties. Four, yeah. So this fucking shot. So that, that that was a shot of no aiming low. If you aimed low, goodbye. Your arrow's done. I got a fucking ten on that goddamn thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. You well, you shot like your arrow ended up being like three inches higher than the log. Like in order to get the twelve ring on that, you had to literally almost kiss the log. I'm sorry. With us saying log so many times, if you remember Ren and Stimpy. No. Log. No, I didn't watch Ren and Stimpy much. I remember like the dirty ones. I'm the pitcher, you're the catcher. That one I remember. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Oh log. If you if you're if you watch Drum and Stimpy, you remember it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I ended up. I mean, that's where they put these things. Is that they they hide them? I, I yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. That one was really good. That the and other that one, bear. Oh my god! No 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 no! Hmm. Remember the one from the Mount Up sign? I actually got a picture of me um, range finding it in the one that I skimmed the grass. In the grass. It was yes, a boar. Yes, it, yes, was a it was boar. a boar. Yes. Yeah. So we get this in the um, mm-hmm. the mountain up sign usually meant that it's going to be more of a difficult shot. So we we see we're walking up the trail, and uh, yeah, like the buffalo. Yeah. No, no, we'll get to that one. Okay. okay. So we're walking up doo, 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 to the trail, right? And on the right, we see the the 3D first. It wasn't a heavily wooded area. Um, but the placement of this is where they were going to get you. So you're walking on the trail, and on the right you see the the 3D of it was a boar, but the boar wasn't standing like in a um uh, a square stance, I should say, like four is equal. Right. It was kind of like the the ass end was sitting down, almost like a what a oh, dog was just sitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And to the left is where you saw the mount up sign, and then the actual cone. Mm-hmm. Like oh okay, and then I went to go range find it, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here! I'm not even tall enough to see the kill zone. I remember that. I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do? I'm like, I'm not that was tall a good enough. Sh- you made a really, really clean and shot. You're like, on that I shit don't too. know. You're gonna have to skim the grass. I'm like, well, 
fuck it. At that point, I hadn't lost any arrows, or right. I busted one. You busted one. I busted one on that mountain line against the brick. The mm, brick against the, the against mountain the rock wall. wall. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm like, let me just take it. So we ranged it in, and um, I had to range its head. Yeah, and because uh, it was grass sticking up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. So I saw. I knew where his head was. I knew his, how his body was. So I just kind of aimed for where, you know, the body was supposed to be, but I had to aim. So I was just going to skim off because it was basically, it was flat and then it went down a little bit. So he was positioned at the down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So uh, from my height, I could not, I could only see his nose. You could only see his head, yeah. Um, and I actually got in, in the rings on that mm-hmm. one. Yep. You got a 10 on it. I mean, I, I, my arrow must have skimmed right Oh, you over. heard it hit like leaves and stuff. Oh man. I'm surprised it didn't hit ground though. That's how close this was. No, there was a, I mean, there was a couple of them. I mean, that were just like great shots through the, through the entire day. I could probably not replicate, like replicate, replicate, duplicate that again. If I, uh, that was a good shot. Yeah, but not for nothing. I mean, this this, this whole event was like a Ooh. huge, huge, like, I'm not going to say ego. Um, Motivation? No. No, it just showed you how good of a shot you actually are. Mm. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say that I'm a, um, I wouldn't say like, oh, yeah, I'm a good shot. I have to say um, the fact that I didn't bust or lose that a lot of arrows was good. Um, But... You know, I was afraid of because we've been going to the range. It's uh, it's indoor for one. It's a mm-hmm. twenty yard for two. Um, it's straight line for three. So I was like, you know, with the angles and everything else uh, going on, longer yardage angles, and uh, depending on on weather, you know, wind and and whatnot that that might have happened. You know, I was, I was kind of worried that, you know, those other factors would kind of throw me off to, you know, I'd be missing some and or I'd be really off or I wouldn't be able to get my sight tape lined up straight. We weren't sure if the app was going to work. So oh, I didn't yeah. know if I was going in there completely like, you know, when I lined up for a 50 something yard, if I was going to be like way off. Mm-hmm. Um, But it worked out well. I think some things worked out in our favor that mm-hmm. actually helped far, me a lot you know the weather was really good we didn't have that much wind um the the app that we used actually set me at a really good area that i could actually um just fine tune it from there so that helped mm-hmm. you know um so i think i'm i think i'm not a crappy shot but i wouldn't say like hey i don't think i'm at the point where i could say hey i'm a good shot because i could also have just been having a good day that day no you're a good shot i mean you have become a very especially with this bow you've like you were comfortable shooting your stinger x you really were yeah but this bow you are settling more and more into it and after we got through the locals course and you didn't lose a damn arrow yeah that was great that was like oh you know you you, you see you felt good like all right yeah let's go get some food and we're gonna hit the second course. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, and you went into the second course and like the first fucking target's fifty nine yards. That one was was down a step of of stone. Like it was 
Yeah, it was steep. It was a no, no. Sorry, that, that's right. That one was only twenty-seven, but he was actually forty-five yards away. But we were shooting down at a forty-five degree angle. That thing was like a, a fucking slide of stone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and you you hit him, no problem. And then it was actually mm-hmm. the next one we got when we got to the bottom of the hill. Finally, the that wolf. one was like fifty-nine. Yeah, it was a wolf. Forty-six. Tree. That was, it was 46. forty-six. Yeah, I remember it just because it was like a thirty. 40, and then it was a 50, a 60, and then a calm back down. Mm-hmm. And uh, eat all of them. You just doop, doop, hit them all. And then we got to that rock wall one, which was ended up being like a, a cougar standing right next to the rocks. That and that's when we where, realized yeah. where, where the range yeah. finder was not doing the right calculation for vertical. Yeah, because up until then, I was actually on point or maybe just one behind where I should be mm-hmm. for yardage. So I had actually had, had tuned it in for when we... Um, we figured out how far that one, the mountain line was. Right. Um, I set it to that, or I set it to one o, just one over. Right. And I actually, my arrow skimmed right underneath his belly. Yep. It literally, it was like a half an inch under the belly. It just missed it, and you could see the impact yeah. mark on the rock wall then behind it. Then from there, because that was my first one mm-hmm. that got busted. Um, then from there, we uh, we were we figured out. Actually, no. Come to think of it, that was my second. Because the first one was that. The tree. Fucking tree. So, uh, we, uh, yeah, this is, so this is number one. Uh, that's it, right. Actually, that's the video you, you had posted of me. Because I had made the shot yeah. through the tree. So, the one we posted of you with the tree. I did that shot. And... You had to shoot through these two. That's v what trees. I was saying, like the, yeah. the easy V tree. Yeah, that's what it, it. If you look at it, it looks <sighs> like I, you almost would kind of think that I fucked up, but I actually hit the target on the first shot, and I was just pumped as shit that I yeah. put this arrow on a fifty-seven yard away shot through a four-inch gap of trees. So with me, um, I went to go shoot, and I, I pulled a little just bit, just slightly, a bit to the left, and my. And my arrow pinged off that tree. And Watch that arrow pull a boop. fucking Neo. It was like, doop, to the left. And it, it just, <laughs> it was gone. It was gone. But even you were, you were like, man, you got to shoot through that small space. So you, like, yeah, why not? You did it with the second shot, though. You I did. did throw a second. You're like, I got to try this again. And sure shit, that second arrow, you hit it. I saw that pinged off. I was like, no, nope, it was gone. great too. You hit that left tree and that thing just made a gone. right fucking turn immediately. I think we had a fletching behind. Yeah. Well, no, we found the arrow. Oh yeah, we did find that. We arrow. found the arrow. That It was, it was, uh, the end of it was the, 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 the tip point was gone. Was gone. And you and were like, oh, and cracked. you started bending. You're like, oh, it's a, what the hell? It actually kind of survived. And I'm like, no, look at the tip of the shaft. The shaft was actually cracked. Cracked. I was like, and oh. that's why the insert with the, uh, with the gold point, 100 grain tip was gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I think the elk was the only one I actually physically could not find. Yeah, we weren't finding that anyway. Yeah, I mean, if if you went 15 pe- feet past where that uh, the elk is, and that's the one if you go to our Instagram channel, I'm like, foam, bro, because I was all fucking like broed the fuck out. Um, you literally shot probably right under it. And but did, as I, soon as you went ten feet past that elk, it was going to be water past your ankles and swampy and yeah, feet sinking. Yeah, I know. I because your your arrow has some hang time at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I watched it take that right hand turn. It's the Indian from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Where's he? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> ah, let's go this way. All right. Yeah. No, I, I watched the arrow take that. It it got it probably got to about fifty yards, and then it it took that right hand turn. Mm-hmm. It, it. I was like, ah, oh, no, there it goes. Uh, next time we go to one of these things, I, and I definitely will want to go again, and I really high, highly recommend that anyone who is listening, I don't know how or if you want to or please do, email the guys from Total Archery Challenge. We had a blast at this event. Well, they said they're coming back out to Tennessee. They said yeah. they're going to come out to Tennessee, and they're trying to find more locations to add events. So if you are in the Carolinas, because Carolina, North Carolina, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Georgia, we got the whole Appalachian Mount, uh, Appalachian. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> we have that whole mountain range right here. Well, I you think know. it also goes to what they could get permission to go on. Right, right. It was insane, I but don't there's, there's think a lot they of, can go on by know. the Appalachian Trail because of how many people hike on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably because of they also have to. No, set no. Up. My point is like it's a mountainous range here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of ranches and stuff in the area. You know, you know. Let's try and get them to come a little bit more to the east coast. Yeah. You know, especially you know North Carolina, Rock Hill or whatever it is. I believe it is. It's called it. There's a whole. It's where um, Donna's uh, mother has their 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 like vacation house, whatever. I have no. Um, idea. That area is all very, very mountainous, lots of huge-ass ranches and stuff like that. You know, th- there's areas, and even in Georgia, I mean, the areas we drove through Georgia, because we did take the scenic route back. Oh, yeah, there are Gigantic, plenty. gigantic ranches plenty. with hill cliff mountains and everything. You know, bring that thing, bring some more of them, add some more. You guys added some in Texas, you guys added Pennsylvania. Yeah. Come on, bring some more down to the southeast. You'll get a That'd lot of great. Floridians up this way, you know. I'm sure the Carolina and Georgia people would love that. They could have a uh, sand dune challenge in Florida. Sand? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right? Have sharks and shit. <laughs> Reinhardt, Reinhardt makes the... the uh, we shot the fish. The trout. Where the fuck Yeah, was. we shot the fish one. That, that Reinhardt, uh, the Reinhardt God target that was there. Goddamn fish. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it was like in the middle of the woods. You're like, what the fuck target is... Is that That's a goddamn a fish? fish? <laughs> <laughs> well, they had the little kid uh, practice target area, too, uh-huh. set up. That was a bummer, man. None of those dinosaurs were on the regular course. <laughs> they had dinosaurs set up for yeah. the kids. The kids had velociraptors and shit. <laughs> I was hoping we were going to get that. I know the Sitka course, though, had Bigfoot or Prime. Sasquatch. Bigfoot. No, Sasquatch. Okay, Sasquatch. Fucking Sasquatch. Get it right. Yeah, okay. But, uh, you know, we it, didn't have time to do all those courses. We only no, did two. No, no, no. Well, even, the, I mean, some of the people we spoke to that, they were like, yeah, we did Sitka and Prime. They did one a day because each one kicked their ass and was six hours long. Yeah. So before we went on Mountain Ops, we, someone um, said that they took it six hours to do Mountain Ops. Um, yeah, no, we did it in four and a half. Mm-hmm. But he was a little, he was a little heftier. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. he had to stop a lot. But it's and, also, like I said, we, we did take multiple shots on some targets. Yeah. You know, but, I um, pumped two into the elk at 81 yards. Um, few shots no, twice my, at the elk. My point is that um, even when you speak to some people and they're like, yeah, yeah, it took longer than normal. It depends on what kind of shape they're in, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it does take some hiking for some. It does take an effort. Yeah, we heard, these. like, I mean, from other people... It, 
you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, the mountain ops one, yeah, it's a lot of hiking. So we already expected that. Yeah. But when right away people are like, oh, you got to be careful, you know. I lost, this guy lost five arrows on there and this guy lost six. And I'm like. One guy lost eight. No, he that was on uh, Sitka. He lost eight on the Sitka course. and But the, the they said that he had done locals, mountain ops, which he lost five on mountain ops. Generally. And then he went to Sitka and he lost eight on Sitka. So in two courses, the dude was down 13 arrows. So That sucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's crazy. And I, I lost one for the day. And then you were down three. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we really didn't do too bad overall. No. No, you know, I don't know how someone can lose. I that blew many. mine up because I, I'm, a, you know, fucking dummy. Uh, Wait, I forgot which one did you lose yours on? One of the the, the cats that was on the rock wall because I forgot to move the dial. Oh, that's right. Our range found it was like, oh yeah, it's forty five. Yeah, you moved yours to forty five, and my sight was still at like twenty seven. I just let it rip, and it went right under it. Yeah, and it busted on the yeah, the rock exploded. wall behind it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, which was fine. I was like, all right, well, whatever. I'm down one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to say, these, yeah, these events are, are definitely worth the money. Fuck They're definitely yes. worth the trip. I mean. We pre-registered early, too. So, we walked away with a t-shirt. Uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. We got the t-shirt. Like, if you registered more than 30 days in mm-hmm. advance, you got a t-shirt with your with your order. And it's and got then, everyone um, that's involved. Uh, logos in the back. You know, Sitka, Prime, HHA, uh, Leopold. Mount, fucking, oh, yeah. Mount, well, obviously Mountain Lumberjack. Ops, you know, Slumberjack. Slumberjack. Yeah, the, the 10 company. Slumberjack. Um, you know, but uh, High Country's logo's on there. Actually, which is cool, too, because High Country actually has, like, a bow repair station. Yeah. At the event, which is really cool. So if something goes wrong, you nick a string, blah blah blah. They can they can do you up right there. Yeah, which is cool. So you know, but um, yeah, they, and they do raffles. So it, yeah. um, with our registration, we automatically had five, five tickets, five each. each. And um, you won the choice of a hat or shirt, so you got a mountain ops hat. I got that dope ass fucking yeah. black camo mountain ops hat. That actually fits fits your. It's my big dome. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's a snapback. Uh, it's gonna fit. And then it's funny because we went over to the mountain ops because they had the um the free samples of the pink lemonade ignite. Yes, which is fantastic. Which is really freaking good. And um, we drank way too much of that shit. <laughs> they were doing all their stuff fifty percent off, so I was like, fifty oh, percent off is a really good deal, mm-hmm. really good deal." Absolutely. So we got the ignite green apple, mm-hmm. which is also really really good. It tastes like a Jolly Rancher, is basically what it does. That's quite strong though the flavor. Like when we found out, like for us personally, when we threw it in a sixteen ounce water bottle, the flavor was a bit intense. Mm-hmm. But when we threw it in your standard 24-ounce, you know, gym shaker, it the flavor is perfect for us. Yeah, so, so it's going to be to taste. Right. But um, but the flavor, I mean, for itself, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And um, we get back to the car to uh, we're gonna just drop that off and then kind of eat a little bit before we go back out. And then I find out that I actually win the choice of uh, Mountain Ops Ignite. So I got another... We got the pink lemonade. Yes. Well, well there was uh, actually single servings. Yeah. We which got is the good. Servings. And which is, you know, if we go and do another one of these events, uh, we can take the single serving packets with us, throw them in the pack pack, and just do what we have to do. I don't think they'll last till then. You don't think they're going to last? Well, we're doing it. We're going to go shoot at uh, Sundew next weekend. Yeah, but it's not going to be the same, same deal. No, no. It's not going to be anywhere near no. intense. No. No. 
No, it's just going to be walking around shooting. It's like a fucking hike. Mm-hmm. It's like Myrtle Beach. There's no mountains Yeah, there's no mountains. So we all flat land. take a stroll. <laughs> I mean, it's easy walking on flat land mm-hmm. to things. Oh, I know. Or maybe a little sand dude hill. Yeah, right. So, is this speed bump? Oh, that one target. Remember, we had to climb that rock. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You go, you go and sure shit. That we're like, why is this cone on top of the rock? And you're looking around, you can't see shit. Then you get on top of the rock and you're like, well, that's why the, the shots bear. are up here. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I have a video that I posted of that where I said, look, this is where we shot. Yes. And then we come over here and it, it actually looks shorter on the video. But it was uh um it was in the forties. Forty three. Yeah. So like that. But we had to climb up on a rock to shoot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, go to It was get actually out. really yeah, it was it was a it was a cool shot. And then uh there was a couple other ones that you had to it was a very steep incline that you had to climb up and that thing was uh, kinda buried into a rock wall. There was uh like toward the end. Mm-hmm. So but you know what? Really Really good placement. I mean, it wasn't boring at all. No. It was definitely worth the money. Definitely worth the trip. I mean, we really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I would absolutely. definitely uh, we're definitely doing it again as long as it's in the area. Of course, you know, we have to make sure it's close enough that you know, someone can watch your kids for us cuz we really can't take them out on the course. No. We really can't. Not at all. Um, you know, especially with the ticks. I don't want to be bringing my kids out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our son already had two ticks on him up in New York just because yeah, of the area. Exactly. Upstate New York, it was um high tick. Hudson Valley is, is actually rated at the last time I looked at stats for that, and I had I happened to look it up because Joe Rogan happened to mention on his podcast was that the Hudson Valley in New York is actually number one in the world for Lyme disease caused by ticks. Yeah, so our son, um, luckily nothing came out of it because we caught him in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually had at three, only two, uh, he's had only, okay, only being three years old, he's had two ticks had two on pulled him. off him. So, uh, you know, it's just those things you have to be careful of. That's why, you know, some of the people wearing those, well, the girls wearing those like little runner shorts mm-hmm. and tank tops. And flip flops. Uh, not even the flip flops on, they were just running in sneakers, you know, I couldn't really understand it, but you know. I'm not responsible for them. I mean, but overall, I mean, the event was fantastic. It was it was great. You know, they had an after thing, but we got off the trail really late. It was like 7.30. By the time we got back, you did the couple shots at the bison. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see if I could do it. And, and man, you know, they were having some after thing, and it would have been great, but we got off that trail late. I was kind of at the point I was just hungry, exhausted. I kind of wanted to just take a shower. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and plus we had to get up, you know, the next day and drive back. Yeah, we had to get up and drive back this morning. So, we we just went back to the hotel, honestly. And, um, you know, what else was I going to say? I don't remember. I don't know, but um, from what I heard about Sitka, the Sitka course was, um, I heard that one was brutal. Yeah, they, 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 everyone. That, that's what I'm saying. Everyone that was coming off Prime and Sitka, uh, actually, it was the Sitka one that people were saying like the, some of the inclines were so steep that they had to put ropes up so people can pull themselves up the hill. Yeah, because people couldn't make it up the hill without pulling themselves up. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. 
but it was also, you know, you were going on them courses because, you know, Sitka is not no slouch of a company. I mean, they, they make some of the best camouflage for hunting. They were also there with the tent. Right. They were, they had their own booth. Prime had their own booth. Hoyt had their own booth. You know, all the good, the top companies that everyone would normally go to. Obsession. Obsession was there too. Actually, it was a lot of people shooting Obsession bows. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I shot one of those at the uh, the Northeast Sportsman Show before we moved out of New York. Where the hell and, is PSC, man? I don't know. What the fuck? I, 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 whatever. I like my my PSE. I do too. And you know, I know you like yours. But it'd be nice if they, you know, they showed up once in a while. Yeah, I agree. What the I fuck? Totally agree. Um. Made me completely lose track of what I was saying. Goddamn loner company. No, well, you don't really see a lot of stuff being posted from them. I mean, you really don't. And it, it, it's, you know, I know it, I'm not one to really like a lot of the stuff on social media. I think Instagram of all of them is my favorite mm-hmm. just because of the photos. I don't want to hear a lot of people's whining and complaining. And that's why I don't give a shit about Twitter. Like our, when we upload a podcast, it's just auto uploaded. I really don't comment on anything because I just think it's, a bunch of bickering and whining and shit. Um, same thing with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but even on there, like, there's not a lot of people posting. You know, you see stuff that, you know, there's a post if Jack Wallace happens to win one of the ASAs or the Do you IBOs. think it's because a lot of the, um, there's there's not a lot of uh, pros shooting PSEs? I don't know if it's the fact that the, you know, there's not a lot of pros, or if it's that they just don't they don't sponsor a lot of people, or does their advertising just not know what the fuck is going on? Or they think they're good enough like that they don't Hoyt, need to advertise. Well, I, I, like I have to give it to Hoyt and Matthews when it comes to promoting your bows and promoting your equipment. Right. Like Matthews does it. Even when it comes to being online, social media-wise, I've just got to use Instagram for an example because that's the easy one for me. Because, like I said, that's the one I like. Right. You don't see a lot of posts from Matthews themselves. Right. But you see posts from Levi Morgan. You see posts from dad, guys like Dan McCarthy, uh, Emily McCarthy. Uh, what's Levi's wife's name? Jesus. Uh, Samantha. Mm-hmm. So, but you see, like the actual athletes posting a shit ton. So, and Hoyt has the same thing, you know. But Hoyt actually puts out their own photos all the time. Like they'll always put out a photo, even if it's not a lot of photos. Like Hoyt lets it known that they're actually publishing something. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't find that with PSE. You really don't. So no, I don't. That's, that's... I don't know if it's just something that that's where. Their advertising and stuff is lacking. Like the only time I ever see anything from PSC is, like I said, if you know, if Jack happens to do really, really well at or win at uh, one of the ASAs or the IBOs, whatever. Right, because he's shooting. A- right, and he's a you know we've met him at the range, and he's fantastic person. And it's just, I don't know. I think you know, some of these companies need to realize, you know, that a lot of people do. Like the like Instagram and stuff like that, you know. Facebook's getting its ass kicked with all this oh, privacy the, policy yeah, that bullshit. Whole bullshit. So, but in Facebook the archery anymore. world, really, what are you gonna do in, on Facebook with a lot of stuff? I mean, you're gonna post your pictures and stuff like that, but it's almost more suited to show what the new shit is coming out and show or 
show, you know, like, oh, here's a possible prototype of a new cam design or, you know, and spread the word. Remember when we went to through the um, the ATA show for 2018? Right. Um, PSC wasn't a big. PSC. No, no, no. Bullshit. They bring their fucking truck. No, no, no. I mean, as far as video interviews and stuff like that. No, it was only like two. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Yeah. A lot of the other companies did as many as they could get. But I think but PSC did not have a lot. I think that the problem is with that is with the that's where the sponsorship. I think that's a portion of where their marketing lacks. You know, they don't do a lot of shit with social media and they don't do a lot of shit when it comes to sponsor wise. At you least know, that we know of. Unfortunately, that's how t- in today's world shit you know, shit works. Right. But that's why you you look at a lot of these channels and stuff like that, Archery Talk and uh, Bowhunter.com. Like, yeah, com and all these other, other sites. And you're going to see who's shooting TRXs from Matthews, who's shooting the new Hoyt RX1s. And, you know. Oh, yeah, by the way. It's good free fucking publicity so a lot of times. Speaking of free publicity, they were taking pictures of my sling at the. At the total yeah, bowhunting.com. Yeah, they were there. Yeah. yeah. So they, they took were pictures uh, of actually a shooting too on the range. Yeah. So they, they took pictures of my hands. <laughs> the the close hand up. model. Yeah. He said <laughs> it was, was a hand model. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he kind of looked at me. He's like, your wife's a hand model. I started laughing. That was funny. So, <laughs> so, uh, so if I see my, or if anyone else sees my sling post up or uh, pop up anywhere mm-hmm. under them before I do, just uh, let maybe, <laughs> yeah, let me know because I will claim the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's the same sling that is on my bow that I've been posting. Yeah, the yeah green it's the one, one that's on your revolve, that green and black one. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, if anyone needs a sling, because I'm going to plug my own shit right now, is uh, shootingskulls.etsy.com or shootingskulls.com or follow me on Instagram at shooting underscore skulls for IG. Mm-hmm. And another thing, I would like some input on this. So we've been tossing around the whole thing uh, while we were out on the um, the courses. The When I, I put the bino- uh, binoculars on my, like around my neck, that fucking string sucks. So Yeah, but that's also, like I said, it was a cheap pair of Bushnells that are 16 way, by 32s. They're, they're not very, uh, they're not very user-friendly. So user I'm going friendly. to... Um, I'm going to actually make a cord for our binoculars and uh, I'm going to try and do a generic uh, generic way to set them up. So basically they'd have like either a clasp or a loop or something at the end of the, the strap that I'm going to make so that it can fit to any, uh, any type of or size, uh, or whatever you have for your binoculars. Like if you, you actually had it, you wouldn't have to worry about, uh, you know, if it's going to fit or not. So, um, if anyone wants to kind of pour in feedback, uh, about if, you know, if they think it's a good idea or a bad idea, and I'm actually not looking when I see, uh, the straps out there, especially on the trail, um, a lot of people had, actually everyone had, I didn't see anything else but this. They had that same design, that Cobra Weave, that Cobra Weave. Oh, you're talking about the binocular one? Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah, everyone had the same exact one. No one else out there, and I have yet to see it even on sites that I I've, I see. I happen to yeah, see. no, no, there's no different one. Um, I am not going to be doing those. I'm going to be doing other things that 
um, it's going to be totally different and it'll take me a longer time, but that's fine. My whole point is to be, um, different, better than Don't worry, else. you're different. Better than everyone else. Well, I'm special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but if you have any input or feedback or, um, if you think like, damn, that's a real shitty idea, don't bother. Just stick with slings, you know, even put that, um, but I'd, I'd like to hear, you know, opinions about that one because, you know, I'd like to branch out. I really like doing this kind of stuff. And um, if I can figure out a, a better way to set that up, that could fit any kind of style and have a better choice selection for people to choose from instead of that, that just that same design, except, oh, you could just pick your colors. Ooh, ooh. Whoop de do, then um, you know. Let me know. So I, I like to to kind of work and better myself at this. It's a it's a nice little stress relieving, especially when I'm having a a rough day with the kids. <laughs> Look, they're in bed. Time to make a sling. Motherfucker! God damn it! Gotta keep it all in. Yes, honey. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, um, but yeah, that's that. And I'll probably be doing a sale for Memorial Day, too, or something. Okay. I got to figure it out this week. But, yeah, that's that. Um, and then as far as our our day at the range, I mean, you know, or at the event, I should say. I highly recommend it to anyone that wants to do it. Man, it was fun. If you're worried about doing... It was like if so you, much if fun. Same, if you're in the same situation as, as us where you only get to shoot indoors and you want to see what you're going to do. Do the same thing we did. Yeah. Do try. Um, get the. Okay. This, so, so basically mm-hmm. same situation. Right. Um, you know, try out that app that we had. Yeah. The Uno Archery app. Just get your bow chronographed. Get all your measurements. It may it not be exact, but no, it will get not, you in the ballpark. Yes. It'll get you a nice starting area. That you can kind of say, okay, so this is what I need to move to. So, yeah, it's not exact, but it gives you a, a really good uh, starting point. Right. Keep in mind the speed of your bow will take a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the work when it comes to it. Whereas Steph's bow has 244, mine's with 305. Three, uh, 244, you know, your sight, I mean, your tape was good to like, you know, 40 yards. 50s. Yeah. After that, the fall off was ridiculous. Yeah, that's so. Where that's where the switches. the speed comes into play. Right. Mine, I'm literally one sight tape off because mm-hmm. of the speed that I have. Um. So, but it will get you in the ballpark. You'll figure out. Say, okay, I'm a little bit low. Maybe you have to shoot at the same target again. You add two yards, and boom, you're in. You know, right in the rings where you're supposed to be. So, okay, okay, forty-seven yards. I know right in this zone. I need to add two. Well, the other thing is and then that you can switch tapes. this app is free. No, it's not. It was $10. So what? It was $10. It's been on my phone so long that I haven't had a chance to use it. It's The app is $10. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we damn. mentioned it in one of the first episodes where the app came up. Mm, okay. So, well, we didn't get a chance to actually physically put it in a real-life situation. Right. Now we did. Yeah. So, um, but it's like a one-time thing. Right. Okay. So we're telling you guys for a paid app, um, that we've tried it and, um, the 10 bucks actually really 
really helped us out. Right. And the, I'll tell you right now, the people who would really, really benefit from this are the people whose sites are pre-programmed into this. So if you have an Excel site, either the AccuTouch or the AccuTouch Pro, you'd be very well in your ballpark. The guys with the black golds, uh, the Ambush series, Pure series. Mine. Yours is close. Close, but it's a good no, start No, I'm point. saying like these are the ones that are pre-programmed. Like oh, they, yeah, they have yeah. their site tape numbers in here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, CBE's on here and HHA is also on here. Like right now it does, my numbers are still in here. So it showed I needed site tape 40. I actually have to go one site tape faster. Right. Because right. their site tapes, um, from when I spoke to the rep, are about two, uh, two foot per second increments. So I actually have to go to one site tape faster. Right. So Which is fine. You know, that's not a big deal. But, I mean, to be only one site tape off on my setup is phenomenal. I mean, It's really not bad. Yeah, 95 yards on that bison. I put it to 97, and I put two arrows right in the 10 rings. Yeah. So, And I'm only rocking a two-times magnifier with no clarifier on my scope. Or, uh, sorry, no clarifier in my peep sight right the now. I sight. just have a reducer to make the, the rings match from sight to uh, peep sight. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, if you have one of those, you know, HHA, if you have a CBE site, if you have an Excel, this site, this will get you really, really close in your site tape where you can see where you have to fluctuate. Maybe you have to go one site tape slower, one site tape faster. What's that? I just got to say, I was just scrolling through Instagram real quick while you were describing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, HHA put up this little thing. It's this uh, a tree, a bear, and a little stick figure jumping from a limb. Okay. And it says, if a bear has you stuck in a tree, try to atomic elbow it. Better to die a man's death. <laughs> I've seen I'll that before. To... I've seen Aaron <laughs> Snyder post that before. It is. Uh... Give it the atomic elbow. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just, uh, it gives you a little chuckle. So, um, but yeah, as far as paying for that app, Man, uh, you know, if you're in that range of what you, all the sites that you were just talking about. Right. Um, Even yours. I mean, yours, it got you in the ballpark. I got to say, it's uh, especially when you don't have that option to to test it out beforehand at a longer, longer range. Mm -hmm. Man, it really helps. It right. really helps to give you something to base it off of that you just have to do minor adjustments instead of major adjustments right especially when you're out on a course and it's a the fact that it's the difference between losing arrows and not losing arrows uh so that was definitely a good purchase of mm -hmm. ours well i didn't even realize we purchased it until now but or you probably told me beforehand i, but probably, I, I told you months ago because i mean it's been on my phone for probably almost a year now honestly it was probably during that time that we were trying out the um we did that episode about the apps mm -hmm. and um, That's when I bought it, yeah. Yeah, because I think I bought one by accident. Yeah. I didn't realize the trial had ended, and I thought I caught it. And, yeah, because it's still good for a year, so I still have the app. But I, I deleted the app. Right. But I still have the subscription <laughs> for nice. a year. It sucked. I, I didn't like it very much. That's okay. I'm not going to go down that road. But, yes, I mean, if anyone's interested to go into one of these total archery challenges, just do it. Even if it's for do the it. one day, do the local course do the second rated course yeah. for which the our event was the mountain ops course if, it is totally worth it for you the day if you see a five dollar fee on there for pre-registering your goddamn <laughs> ticket don't be a little bitch 
and bitch about it. It's fucking five dollars. And you know, if you can't afford the extra five dollars, then maybe you shouldn't be buying it in the first place. And that comes from the fact that actually someone did we we actually physically physically visually saw someone because everyone knows every time someone, you know, these companies make event posts on Facebook, somebody on there had posted a do we can we buy tickets at the event instead of getting ripped off with the five dollar pre registration fee? You know, first off, the registration and this is was like posted like right after the event was announced that they were go, definitely doing it in Tennessee. So we immediately pre register because you're gonna get your free t shirts and five free fucking raffle tickets. All right, cool. We're Listen, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't gonna sell out before we could get our ass in there. Right, yeah, I didn't know how. I didn't know how um, popular it was gonna be right. as far as in that area because I remember watching the hush, um, the hush guys go that to shit was packed. Go to the ones out in Montana and Utah and shit, mm-hmm. and they said it was sold out and i was like right. oh hell no i'm getting this shit in early right, so right. i waited they were yeah, saying they're pre-announced it and fucking... i was like oh the the day that they announced it i think like an hour later my ass was registering right yeah you actually yeah you texted me at like 11 15 yeah, as i'm I was cleaning up, up for work like i, I bought our tickets it's like right. fucking black friday line outside yeah, of best exactly. buy <laughs> no but i it's just it's just it's, it's amazing you know because anyone who's bought Oh, concert yeah, you tickets. Got, yeah, yeah, you got, you got you, to go in the story of what what happened. I, what? I, I cut you off on the story. No, they just complain that you know, like, oh, can we buy tickets there at the event? You know, instead of getting ripped off for five dollars for a pre registration fee and this and that, and then like you know, like you said, we have seen them where other events had gotten sold out. Yeah, you know, at these these total, they have a certain amount they're allowed to sell for fire reasons, safety reasons, whatever the case may be. So we you, you know we were like we're going that's it yeah so you did the registration like I said I got the text like eleven fifteen or eleven twenty at night hey I got our tickets we're good mm-hmm. all right cool um but also if you pre registered more than thirty days in advance you got free t shirts you got free raffle tickets mm-hmm. and we ended up winning you know I won the hat you won the the mountain ops stuff hell yeah so it's it's cool all around you know that shit. was like fifty bucks that we fifty dollars and stuff that we won. Your thing is fifty dollars alone. My hat's like twenty five bucks. Oh, it was half off that day. It was it's half originally off. forty bucks for right. The... So we both technically won like a twenty five dollar thing, but still, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna get ripped off five dollars. If you're having problems that five dollars to you is being ripped off, you know, that that that's less than an half, arrow. Less than half of one of our arrows cost us. Yeah, less than half. So. Five dollars shouldn't be a problem. I mean, if anyone has bought a bought bought a ticket, yes, exactly. If anyone has bought a ticket from Ticketmaster, and the the service fee from them is like fucking fifteen twenty dollars a ticket, and you're gonna whine about five. That's a rip. And you don't even get a fucking T-shirt or nothing for going to this concert for using Ticketmaster. That's a fucking rip. Come on now, you know you're guaranteeing your spot. You're paying an extra five dollars to say, no matter what, I'm in the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just suck just it up. It's it. five dollars. It's not like they're charging you fifty dollars. I actually felt bad for the employee who responded to the person. I, I, I mean, I didn't see the you, response to that. They, 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 they responded nicely. Yes, tickets are going to be available, but if the event is sold out, you will be turned away. You know, they they gave the nice company response. So like, props to you. them for doing to that. But you almost have to feel bad for that person that's got to be behind that keyboard. Like for real, this motherfucker's bitching about five dollars. You know, 
It, it, it just, it's such a pathetic thing that $5 was like, I'm getting ripped off. Get the fuck. Go to Ticketmaster, fucker. See how you deal with that when you your $49.99 ticket for a concert rings up $105. Tell me you don't feel like you got, you know, kicked in the ass one. Little bitch. Yeah. Don't be a little bitch. You know, and I'll tell you right now, after going to this event, I don't give a shit if they tell me it's going to be $10 a ticket for our pre-registration. I'll fucking pay it because this, this event was absolutely outstanding. Every one of their staff was fucking badass. Oh, yeah. The staff was yeah, great. Everyone was cool as shit. You know? Yeah, the, um, the, the guys, cool. though, the, 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 the picking us up off the trail since we were the last ones. Yeah, oh, so they, they fucked were, with us, too, these were, dudes. They were waiting up at the top of the mountain, and I saw the little, the um, the, it wasn't a golf cart. It was like one of those. Uh, it was like a six-person. It wasn't on an RZR, which they had RZRs running all over the place, yeah. but they were kind of using that more towards the medical aspect because some <laughs> people were having issues, you know, One guy trails. messed his knee up. One guy's yeah. knee gave was, out actually you know, on the it climb. Was, um, it was slippery because uh, right. of the rain and everything like that, so some people were just slipping on rocks. Yeah, they and did no problem, man. They drove an RZR right onto the course, picked his ass up, and boop, out, yeah. out he went. No, but these uh, the two staff guys were waiting at the top, they and were we, were, we were coming up, and it was like a, a good... Good incline coming up that last oh, that little last bit. hill out of the mountain so, ops course, guys. Oh, I'm coming up, and I I see them at the top. I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna be. It's we're right there, and then I see them back out. I was like, what and the here. fuck? See you later. God <laughs> see you guys. Damn it. So we get to the top of the hill, and they you know they were asking us if they we were the last ones, if we heard anyone. We're like, nah, we haven't heard anyone for a while. You know, unless they're really far back there. Right. Because when um, we got dropped off, it was us plus two guys. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, no, you guys shoot first. This way you guys have you two, and then it'll they, be. They were like running through the course. Oh, they were hauling ass. No, so uh, we're talking to them, and we eventually get in. You know, we get the ride back, and we're saying, and they're saying, yeah, I was trying to get my buddy over here. The two staff guys were telling us, yeah, I was trying to get him to start, like, driving away as as you guys got up the mountain, like, to mess with you, yeah, like, yeah. messing with Sasquatch. Yeah, messing with Sasquatch. <laughs> So, I mean, but, uh, you know, they all of them have a, you know, they have a good sense of humor, a good guy. Oh, those guys are fun. Mm -hmm. um, but they're uh, they're on top of everything as far as making sure everyone was... Uh, accounted for. Accounted for, yeah. I mean... Uh, he even said, because it was the guy that had dropped us off plus another guy, and he yeah. even said he didn't remember bringing anyone back down there after us. No. So, but it was just a check in case that one of the other guys had dropped someone off. Yeah, but I think... Um, that was around seven thirty. I think they make sure they might. Uh, they wait on the trail for a while. I think mm -hmm. they even run the trail at eight o'clock before right. it starts getting dark to mm -hmm. make sure that uh, that no one's stuck out there. Yep. But they're they're pretty much on top of as far as like dropping people off and picking people up, especially oh, yeah. toward the, the end because they do a cutoff at four o'clock, and we we actually got uh, dropped off at three. So we were we were kind of close to the end, and um, yes. the stories that people were hearing about mountain ops and oh, it, you know, it took them so much time and everything like that. I think after us, when it started getting close to that four, uh, they were. I think people were more afraid of doing it because of how long it might oh, take. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but I knew that we weren't gonna. You know, neither of us is in. Um, we're not in the, the top of our game by any means, but we're not in bad shape either. Oh, no, not at all. You know, you do heavy work at your job. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been running every day with a pack on. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't give a lot of weight, but it gives that little bit of extra weight. But I've also always been good in the woods when it comes to this yeah, type of stuff. Yeah, you with trails or, you know. 
Your adrenaline kicks in. Kicks in and... I love that shit. I just like being in the woods. Oh, I do too. Something about just being out there. Like, if we didn't have our packs on and no bows and stuff, like, granted, if it wasn't these crazy-ass inclines and stuff we were doing, I would have no problem with us just jogging through those trails. Yeah. You know, any day of the week. But if you try to get me to do that mm-hmm. shit on asphalt or on a fucking treadmill, screw you, I'm done. Um, I got to say, though, uh, from carrying my bow... Ooh, man, oh, man. My wrist is fine. Your right arm is sunburned. Oh, interesting. Well, I uh, got actually, my, it might have been whole... from the drive, too, there and back. Yeah, I had my arm out in the, yeah, yeah. the car. Um, so my my left arm, because I'm, I'm, I shoot the bow right-handed, uh, from carrying the bow, mm-hmm. my wrist it feels fucking great, but... The um from your wrist to your elbow, that tendon that creeps the whole line up. Mm-hmm. And basically when you put your hand up, it's the one that tightens to pull it up. Yeah. Man, that's fucking sore. Mm-hmm. No, right now for me, everything Ooh-hoo. is calves. My calves are killing me right now. Oh, my calves are fine. It's probably because of the running that I do. Yes. Um, my legs are fine. Uh, but it's just my my left arm. And my back is a little bit sore right. from the from the uh, book bag. Well, you had two marks on your back last night because we, we like we said we, there, people were warning each other about ticks. I did pull one off of Stephanie. It didn't hadn't bed itself, but just I pulled it out of her hair. So and they had you know all right, make sure everyone checks ticks. So but mm-hmm. Stephanie was you were just wearing that Under Armour like school camouflage backpack. Yeah, it was so just a backpack. No... I didn't think that. Um, which the funny part is is that. You had one with a bladder in it, but we, we that, was, that was another thing we forgot. Another thing we forgot. Was the bladder for your pack. But it ended up that we just, the water bottles worked out. They have water stations halfway through every course. Yes. So you can refill and everything like that. So that worked out. Um, but. And it, it was kind of funny too, because even when we did the mountain ops course, we're like, all right, we got to refill the water bottles and stuff like that. And, and we're like, we already went by you know, target number 13. That's where, mm-hmm. the, you know, we figured out right, the first one, it was target 13, and that's where this, the water station was. All right, cool. Maybe this one will be around 13. No. Wasn't at 13. It was at like 15. Right. And that's when we realized, they said all of these are set up halfway. Sure shit, the last 10 targets that were on the Mountain Ops course, the gap was way larger between the targets than it was on the first half. Yeah, I gotta say. Like, no wonder these, it's like, Jesus. But um no, you know what? The spot where that I had the I have the two welts on my back mm-hmm. are not what hurts. Oh, just from having the backpack. It's just on. from having the Yeah, the yeah, pack no, I'm on. the same way, yeah. I have to say. Because the water bottles, the weight. I will give it though were. that 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 Magellan backpack, whatever that I was using. Sorry, I still think of Tommy Boy every time we say yeah, Magellan. I know. But I mean it, it, it did its job. It's a pain in the ass. It's got some extra pockets in there that don't fucking need to be there at all. But Overall, it was a cheap $49 bow backpack. Worked out. And it worked. So. Yeah. Definitely worked. So, um, yeah, it's a definite uh, doing this again. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Definitely gave me the itch where I want to go and do some 3D events. Man, it gives me I the itch that I want to go out to Utah and do those. Oh, man, that the view you must get in Utah oh, off of some of those mountains. Sky. Even the Pennsylvania one. I mean, the picture uh, that got released from the, the one in Pennsylvania in Seven Springs, nah, that area is mountainous. 
No, there's nothing compared to our well, mountains are not sky. as high. I mean, you're talking about Rocky Mountain views. They were going up in ski lifts. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's some shit, man. Mm-hmm. We have uh, we have yet to experience that part of the country, which will eventually get there. Yes, we will. We will, you know, it, it depends on if we'll have kids or not. You know, I'm hoping as our son gets older, because he's three, you know, he, he's still at an age where we don't know really, we really don't know which way he's going to go um, as far as like interests and whatnot. I'm really hoping, though, he gets interested into the same things. So, you know, with these kind of events, we can bring him with us. And then, you know, maybe eventually when his sister gets older. Cause she's three years three years behind him. Um, that'd be nice if uh, if we could bring both of them with us without them bitching and complaining the whole time and actually enjoy it. That that's the difference. Good luck. No, because there were other families there with kids that I saw that the kids were like pumped to do. Yeah, but that, I could see it on the locals course, but on the like the mountain ops course and the Sitka courses, no. Those are the hardcore kids. You know, it's like the the one guy, because, um, like, the Sitka course and the Prime course, they're known to have, like, ridiculous angles. Yeah. And. Uh, That's when your kid is hardcore. You, you know, it's, when they <laughs> range something out and it's, you know, the range finder with angle correction says it's 30 yards away mm-hmm. and you're shooting at, set, like, what do you say, 60 degrees straight down. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy. So you're using your 30-yard or 20-yard or 30-yard pin. guess what? If pin. your kid makes that shot, you, oh, know, yeah, yeah. you know how, how great he's going to feel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely an ego boost for a kid if they can make that type of hit. It's an but ego still, boost for an adult. But still, even if they miss it, they'll be like, I mean, okay, no, this is what I'm going to work on. That's what they on. did on uh, one of the, um, it wasn't Mountain Out. They think it was one of the videos from the guys from Hushin. They did it, I believe it was at Big Sky. The one target was so steep that they all had to use their 20-yard pin to hit it, and the target was 80 yards away because of the vertical drop. Right. You know, it was ridiculous, which is crazy. I mean, but that's what those, those types of courses are set up to be. You, you know, know what? Plus and bombs, 100-yard shots. The thing is, is that I also heard, um, oh, well, you know, this is not something we'd make in hunting. I don't know why they put it there. and this and that. It's not meant to simulate... Uh, Every no, shot. This is meant to challenge you. Every shot is not supposed to replicate. Hence the name, say, Total Archery Challenge. Yeah, replicate what you would do for hunting. Because mm-hmm. if you took the same shot every single um, spot on every single course, then you know that shit gets fucking boring. I don't give a shit who you are, especially if you're shooting at a 3D target. Oh yeah. No, it's just not moving. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it gives you a challenge of different angles and different shots and different distances and everything. But then you have to remember that if you go on a hunt that, you know, 80 something yard shot you took of a 3d target, oh, yeah. it does not move. You have to rethink some of those shots because, uh, you have to get that kill. Zone. Uh, I will tell you now, right now, which is kind of funny that I'll even say it is like, if, we ran into some of the situations on like that on the course we were on like forty five year for forty five five yard shot on a deer. I I'd have no problem pegging a deer at forty five yards with my bow. Right. My bow will forty five yards, it'll punch an arrow right the fuck through them. Yeah. You know, before I think this I would have since I haven't been in the woods in so damn long, I would have 
hesitated taking that poke between two trees. Mm-hmm. Now going to this thing, no. I'll just drill them right between two trees. It's fine. Yeah. I'll but you also it. have to remember that when you're doing a real-life situation, you have to wait for the optimal time. It's also adrenaline shaking, the yeah. whole deer fever, fucking but, twitchy, uh, you know, crazy. saying that People saying that on this course, you know, you, you I would can't never forget, take that shot. You can't forget this is still a fun event. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be challenging. It's supposed to be, you know, different, doing different things. And it's it's not supposed to be uh, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, every life, uh, a real life situation for everything. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, if you yeah, really, if, if you're a person on. who's so. Don't take it too inclined. seriously. No, no, it's not even that. If, if you're going to take some of the shots that are in this type of event seriously, I honestly hope to God you're a hunter who's like super experienced. I mean, someone like you know Aaron Snyder. Or don't come I know he can poke a deer else. at eighty yards with no problem. Poke you know, poke yeah, him? with an arrow, whatever. You know, <laughs> Cam Haynes, he can do it. Dudley can definitely do it. You know, there's a video of Dudley shooting a freaking turkey at 110 and just nailing it to the ground. So, you know. But the average hunter is not going to do that. No. You know, if you want to... You know, he actually, if you speaking be, of... Uh, hold on. Speaking mm-hmm. of Dudley, mm-hmm. he actually did an episode on um, as far as, like, the lower pounded shooters mm-hmm. of um, better options to get a, a better kill shot as far as uh, approach, yardage, cutting your shot down, angles, and stuff like that of um, the that's fact so, that... That's something yeah, you have to go through. Yeah. It's a, um, basically, he did an episode on... Um, you can shoot, even though you're shooting at a lower poundage than someone else, you can still shoot bigger game. You just have to make better choices, basically uh, distance, angle, uh, what shot you're doing. Um, so you can still shoot bigger game animals. It's just that you have to make different choices as far as where are you shooting them from. Um, but, uh, he did a whole thing with lower pounded shooters and, um, what you need to do to, to modify what you're doing to, to be able to shoot that same game. But it it doesn't, it doesn't rule you out of anything. No, it doesn't. So, sorry, I just, I thought about that. Well, I mean, even, I mean, he has spoken from listening to his podcast so many damn times. He's spoken about his wife's bow setup. Her, you shoot. 10 pounds at least more than his wife does. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I mean, if you look at a lot of the women that are in archery, I'm actually out of most of the, probably the women that I follow or that we follow on Instagram and stuff like that for. for How many the, women do you follow? No, it's all like Paige Gore. It's like the. You know, <laughs> I'm joking. The, like Sarah Bomar is the one that shoots the most weight and she right. shoots 60 pounds. Mm, but bold. she's also diesel, fucking diesel as fuck. I mean, you know she's strong. Fucking goals. You know, yeah, exactly. But, you know, most of the women are shooting 45. It's all going to end up becoming about shot placement. I mean, if right. you're going to shoot a lower pound bow, you're not going to want to try and punch through the shoulder blade. You're going to want to, like, wait till they get that arm forward and expose those ribs and then double lung them that way. Right. With the speed on my fucking bow, fuck it, I'm going to blow that arrow right through his shoulder blade, right through his lungs. Okay, everyone knows no, 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 that no, your no. bow is fast no, that's and blah, saying, but, blah, blah, uh, Someone like Dudley, someone <laughs> like Cam is going to do the same exact thing. They're going to bust it right through his shoulder blade. It's going to kill that one leg. They're not going to be able to walk. They're going to fall over. Hmm. You know, these are all guys who are going to shoot bows that are 280, 290, you know, bows that fucking hook some speed. 290? Try more than that. 
What? No, they shoot heavy ass arrows. Dudley's arrows are like five, he said no. Oh, sorry, shit. He uh, he said in one of the episodes that his arrows are about five hundred and sixty mm. grains apiece. But he's also got a you know twenty not thirty inch arm draw length or something like that. So his arrows are like 30, 30 and a half inches Wasn't long. Wasn't Rogan shooting like eighty pounds? Rogan shoots eighty pounds. What 84. the fuck? Eighty-four pounds. That's fucking psychotic. Right, but Rogan, you got to remember though. Rogan wants, like, he wants. He, it's hard to explain. Like some of these guys will shoot eighty pounds to have the more forgiving bow with the speed. Right. Where. As a guy who wants to have a lot of speed, they might have to, especially for them, since they all shoot Hoyts, Hoyts, um, they may go to the Hoyt with the turbo cam at 70 pounds to get the speed that the bow at 80 has. But the guy at 80 pounds, his bow will react a little bit better. So it, it, it kind of, you know, Cam shoots 80 pounds also. You know, I think Dudley shoots 70-something, 70 71, 72, something like that. Right. So... You know, your, your average one of those guys, they're all going to sh- normally shoot 70. But the guys who are who plan on going after big-ass animals, buffalo and, you know, stuff like that, those right. guys are going to punch 80-pound bows because they're going to shoot a 650-grain arrow at something. Yeah, so it kind of just, it, you know, it, depending on your setup, you just have to uh, rearrange some things. Right. Well, it's like um, Cam shows in one of his videos, I think he, they were hunting black bear. I believe. Mm. And shooting his 80-pound bow, he shot this black bear with a 687-grain arrow. My FMJs are heavy in my mind of opinion, somewhat, even though I can make them heavier, depending on what I was going to go with. Right. And those were 520 on the original setup and then 550 on the, on the setup I switched them to. Right. So, And these guys are shooting 670, 680. What's the matter? Nothing. Sorry, I'll um, I'll I'll talk to you about it afterward. Okay. So, but yes, folks, uh, I'm gonna wrap this up here because we're almost at two hours. That's right. Um. No. So um, mm-hmm. this week we're gonna do the whole uh, little um, experiment with my bow, and uh, we will update you with what we do, and we'll be going to the range, and then this weekend we'll update you as far as we'll probably do roadcasts. Uh, road clips, I should say. Um, going out to Myrtle for this uh, 3D. That's well, we're just gonna go shoot at the range there. Yeah, but we'll sh- we're still gonna update people. All right, we'll do road clips. Road clips. What? What are you doing? Don't worry about it. Okay. You fucking nosy bastard. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you will hear from us during the week. Yep. And that is it. Yes, so if there's a total archery challenge in your area, Fucking we drove five hours, it's well worth it, do it. Yeah. So if you're in the New York area, go to the one that's out in PA, it's totally, totally worth it. Magic, I'm talking to you. So, I <laughs> just had to throw that out there. Um, definitely worth it. Great ass event. We are definitely going to go next year, and if you are from the Southeast, do what you can, email them. Let's get them down here a little bit more toward the South. Yeah. You know, get them up in these mountain ranges areas here between Georgia and North Carolina. Maybe we can get even this event more popular for these people. So until next time, folks, have fun. Get out. Go shoot. I'm out. Later. I'm out.